This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Collective Nouns and the idiom, a different kettle of fish. So, the lovely Carla provided me with inspiration for this week's episode, Ali. Oh yeah, your student Carla from Brazil. Regular listeners will remember that we interviewed Carla earlier this year about what it was like living in an English-speaking country, Dave. Yep. Episode 51, I think it was. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to it already, give it a whirl. It's fun. Anyway, so me and Carla were chatting about this and that and we got onto the subject of collective nouns. And I love collective nouns. It's true, he does. But maybe our listeners don't know what a collective noun is, Dave. How about you tell us? Okay, here goes. Collective noun is a word used to describe a collection of individual things. It's a noun that, although it's always singular, refers to a group of things, usually animals. We have quite a few general collective nouns, like a crowd of people, for instance, or a herd of animals. Usually domesticated. You can use herd for a lot of different animals. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even a bunch of flowers. Oh, yeah. I guess everyone will know these ones, but the ones you like tend to be a bit more on the obscure side, don't they? It's true. I do appreciate the unusual, the less common. I just love words, really. Anyway, let's have a look at the history of collective nouns. So we're going back in time, to medieval times, in fact. Maybe the 15th century, some say earlier, but in particular, looking at a book the Book of St Albans, which was supposedly written by someone called Juliana Berners, the prioress of the Benedictine Priory of St Mary of Sopwell, near the city of St Albans in the county of Hertfordshire, England. Now, in this book, there are three essays. One about falconry, which is the art of training birds of prey. One about heraldry, which is all about the pictures and symbols you find on coats of arms and shields and stuff to do with the knights of old. And the last one is the one that we're interested in, mm -hmm. an essay about hunting. Now, in this essay, Dame Juliana writes about the correct words to use when talking about particular groups of animals, terms of venery, the act of hunting, or nouns of assembly, collective nouns as we know them today. So, in this book, there was a list of over 150 of them. Whoa. And it was a mark of erudition to know all these terms. Marked you out as someone with a proper education. Oh, yes. A true gentleman. Oh, yes. The irony of the fact that this essay was written by a woman is not lost on me. But apparently, Dame Juliana was born of nobility and was a keen huntress. We've clearly read the same stuff online. <laughs> Wikipedia is a good friend when we're talking about this sort of thing, certainly. <laughs> anyway, there are loads and loads of collective nouns that the good Dame Juliana catalogued that we still use today. Like a gaggle of geese, or a pack of wolves, or... You seem quite knowledgeable about collective nouns, Ali. Well, I don't like to show off. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, sometimes. Here's your chance to shine, because it's question time here on Who Wants to Be a Clever Clogs? I wasn't expecting this. I know. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a nice round of applause for our new contestant, Alison. So, 
Alison. Yes. A couple of quick questions so we can get to know you. Okay. Where are you from? Well, from all over the place, actually. Interesting. I was born in Germany. So you're German? Nope. My parents were teaching in Germany at the time. Ah. And I grew up in many places in England, and now I live in Portugal. Well, I'd love to hear more, but we've got a quiz to do. Well, you did ask. Yes, and now I regret it. Okay, then. Ask me the first question. My, we're an eager beaver, aren't we? I just want to get this over with. It's being so cheerful that keeps you going, isn't it? <laughs> okay. I have a few questions here. Each one just that little bit more difficult than the previous. How are you feeling? Confident? Not really. Okay. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Clever Clogs? Question one. And we're going to start with an easy one here. What collective noun would you use to describe a group of sheep? Oh, you're right, it is easy. That's a flock, a flock of sheep. Well done, Alison in Portugal. Thank you. So, your second question is slightly more difficult. How would you refer to a group of cats? Well, you have a choice, to be honest, huh? and some of them are pretty obscure. OK. You can have a clouder of cats. What? Or a cluster. Oh. Or a clutter. Mm. Or a glaring. Our cat's mill house is sometimes a glaring all on her own. I see. Anyway, you can also have a pounce of cats. <laughs> and when they're fluffy little babies with blue eyes, you can refer to them as a litter or a pillow, or even a kindle of kittens. Impressive. Full marks for the collective cat stuff. Everyone correct. Ooh, do I get extra points for getting them all right? Nope, just my undying admiration. I'd rather have the point. <laughs> okay. Referring back to you being an eager beaver, Here's your third and final question, which could see you winning the Clever Clogs trophy. No pressure. What is the collective noun for a group of beavers? Is it A. An eagerness B. A logjam C. A family or colony or D. A reservoir mm, Now this is a little bit more difficult. It can't be an eagerness, because that's just so obviously made up. Not necessarily, Alison in Portugal. Remember, you can have a shrewdness of apes huh? and an unkindness of ravens. Oh, yeah, that's right. And there's also a clamour of rooks, yep. a clattering of jackdaws and a murder of crows. Now, this is all very interesting, but none of them are semi-aquatic rodents famous for building dams on rivers, are they? No, they're all birds. They build nests, not dams. Now, that makes me think perhaps it's a reservoir because that's another name for a dam. No, it doesn't sound right. So, okay. You might have eliminated two of the answers and I can tell you that you're on the right track because I made those two up earlier today. That means I have a choice of two answers now. Yes, indeed it does, Alison in Portugal. So keep your eyes on the prize, a pair of handcrafted wooden clogs of cleverness, specially covered in gold leaf. Oh, I'd prefer silver. They came in gold, sorry. <laughs> Just to recap, 
you can choose between either B, a logjam of beavers, or C, a colony or family of beavers. Now, which is it to be, Alison in Portugal? Is it B or C? I choose option C. I choose option C. I choose option C. I choose option C. Option C? What are you on about, Ali? It's a colony or family of beavers. Well, yeah, it is. Well done. But to be fair, we were talking about packs of wolves and gaggles of geese. Uh, oh, sorry. I was just having a bit of a daydream. I was on a television quiz show. OK, whatever. You were right about the collected noun for beavers, though. You can either have a colony or a family of beavers. Oh, when it comes to collective nouns, you're a proper clever clogs, aren't you? Now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? OK, so this week's idiom is a different kettle of fish. And I picked it because it sounds like a collective noun, mm. even though it isn't. It's actually a shoal of fish, in case you were wondering. I knew that. Of course you did. Now, a different kettle of fish describes somebody or something that is completely different to whatever you were discussing previously. For instance... You may be able to read English well, but having a conversation in English can be a different kettle of fish altogether. Or... I don't mind having people around for dinner, but having them stay for a couple of weeks is another kettle of fish. But where does this idiom come from, Dave? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ali. <laughs> But this is where it gets a bit complicated. Oh dear. Well, because a kettle of fish, you see, is another idiom. Eh? Yeah, meaning a bit of a mess. And this could come from either... A long saucepan that you can use to cook fish. That's a fish kettle, isn't it? Well, it is. And the practice of cooking fish in a long pan called a kettle, not to be confused with the kettle that you use to boil water for a nice cup of tea... My favourite. ...goes back centuries. But... Hmm. There's always a but. The other kettle of fish is a long net that you would throw across a river from one bank to the other to catch fish. Obviously. And when you pulled the net out of the river, it would be... A bit of a mess. I hmm. see. So a different kettle of fish is a different mess to the mess you started with, I guess. I guess it is. Clever clogs. Oh, did I win? What? And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. What do you like the most about proper English? Do you like episodes that focus on grammar? Or do you prefer it when we talk about British culture, for example? Have you remembered that you can get our episodes on YouTube? You won't see our gorgeous faces, <laughs> but you can get subtitles, which could be useful. And whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, why not get in touch with us? You can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter 
or Facebook if you have them. And it's worth bearing in mind that every episode we've done is available out there, not just the latest ones, so you can listen to everything we've ever done as many times as you like. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.